For 15 years, she battled her addictions, bound by a darkness she could not seem to escape. I'm Allie Domerson, and this is a snapshot testimony from Brittany, a Moody Radio listener from the Chicago area. In one desperate moment, she gave up and surrendered her life to God. But that was just the beginning of a messy but beautiful path to a freedom she never thought possible. I was in and out of AA and rehabs and residentials, inpatient, outpatient, psych wards, um, suicide attempts, um, doing every you know drug imaginable under the sun, and I just wasn't, I wasn't able to get sober. I just couldn't, like I would get three, three and a half months under my belt, and I just couldn't. Within that 15 years there, you know, um, I was in and out of strip clubs, I was an escort for a while. Um, so yeah, there was a, it was a long road. <laughs> yeah. If you could point to, obviously there's a lot of factors, but what, what was the primary thing do you think that drove you? Pleasure, uh, escape from pain, what was it? Yeah, I think ultimately what it boiled down to is I was an extremely mad, broken and hurt little girl. You know, childhood trauma sexual abuse. Um, there was a lot of, um, toxicity within my family. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was, I was hurt. I was broken. I was mad. Um, and I, I didn't know how as a child, a teenager, how to cope with that. And the only thing that really remedied that was to numb myself completely. And that's what I got from the drugs. Mm. During those 15 years, did you did you want to get free? Um, yes and no. There were times where it was really, really, really bad. And I was like, I just, I can't take it anymore. And that's where I would attempt to get sober. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think the hold that the drugs had on me um, ultimately won every time, right? Because I loved being high. I absolutely loved it. I didn't hate the high. I just hated what it did to me and did to my life. When was the moment that you finally did get free where you didn't go back? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, um, I was suicidal. I was under heavy demonic attack because I was still in active addiction. I went back to the drugs after I gave birth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... You know, like I said, I was suicidal and I was sitting in my car, but I looked in the back seat and I had my daughter, my newborn in the back seat. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I just, I can't do this anymore. Right. I, I have nothing left. Um, and that's where I fully surrendered to God at that moment in my car. Um, wow. And it just, it completely changed my life forever. And, you know, I was sober for a whole year after that. Um, But I think I had this like misconception of what a woman of God was supposed to be. What did you Uh, think? What did you think? You know, I thought she had all of her, you know, stuff together. Um, (laughs) She didn't, she wasn't messy. She didn't, you know, she kept her house in order. She didn't swear, you know, and I had all of this stuff that I had never dealt with. Um, yeah. still in me. And so I was messy and I didn't have my house in order. <laughs> it was all of this stuff. I started going to Moody and I was like, I'm going to be in ministry. And I just put all of this pressure on myself. 
Mm. Um, and I ended up, I ended up relapsing, uh, for about six months and it got really, really bad, really fast. Um, and God really intervened in, in that, um, in a very major way where if DCFS was actually called, um, and this was after I was a believer, I had DCFS called. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I always relate it, if you think of Psalm 23, um, there's a really good little book on that, uh, Psalm. And, um, it talks about how a shepherd will actually physically break the legs of its sheep. So they stop, you know, going into a thorn bush or from running off of a cliff if they keep going to the cliff. Yeah. Um, and that's how I kind of think about it is like God really had to intervene in that moment mm-hmm. and be like, all right, we're done here. Um, so I ended up going to inpatient, uh, 30 day inpatient rehab. Um, and ever since then, I've been sober. So I think it's coming on three years now that in August that I'll be sober, which is like unimaginable, unimaginable for me because like I just it wasn't me. I didn't do this. If it were up to me, I would be back in the same position I was in. But the Lord is just just taking away that urge and taking away the desire to use and just changing my life in a radical way. That's so amazing. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes people. They oversimplify when you when you hear somebody's testimony and you hear that they got set free from addiction or mm-hmm. something else that was dramatic and they mm-hmm. but I think there are things that are missed because although yeah. you are free from addiction, my guess is your freedom is much dip, much, much deeper than yeah. just no longer using. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And that's I had this idea in my head that initially when I got saved, I'm like, oh, I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus. I'm a new creation in Christ. And like, all of those things are true, but like, I still had a lot of like messy stuff that I hadn't dealt with. And if you don't deal with that stuff, you're still going to be messy. And like the cravings weren't taken away immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, I still have using dreams and I'll wake up and like, like, oh my gosh, that was you just feel gross when you wake up. Mm. Um, so yeah, there is still a part of me that, you know, when things are really difficult, initially my mind sometimes will go to, oh, well, I could just call my dealer and make things so much easier. Yeah. Um, temptation. The temptation is still there, not nearly as much as it used to be. Um, but my brain is defaulted to go to that. So what's the process out looked like for you? Like, how have you uh, practically, what, what do you do? What are your practices and habits with the Lord that help you to continue to walk in freedom from addiction, freedom from your past and real victory as a woman of God? Yeah. So, you know, very early on, there were a lot of lies that the enemy told me Mm. about myself, about my life, about who I was. Right. So when you dive into the word and you learn not only who Jesus is, but who you are as a woman of God and who God sees you as, as his daughter, that's the truth that I need to keep in my mind. Like, and first Corinthians uh, 1, 13 and 14, um, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his um, beloved son. Right. So like, I don't live there anymore. That's not where I belong. I am in the kingdom of light. 
that's who I am. And yep. it's so I have to remind myself when I start to hear those lies again from the enemy, just rebuking that, like, no, Satan, like, get behind me, right? I'm not worthless. I am lovable. I am, you know, all of these things you have to repeat to yourself. Mm. Wow. So three years, you're three years sober. Yeah. You have uh, one child. Yeah, she's four, going on 14. Four. You're mm-hmm. married now? I am married. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> We're married. We are buying a house and we accepted an offer on our condo. So like so oh, many things are happening. Praise God. Yeah. Did, did you ever see this kind of a life possible for you? No, no. And I, it's funny you ask that because I was just thinking about that the other day. I always thought I would be done by like 20. Like I wasn't going to make it to 20. And then I hit 20 and I'm like, oh, for sure, I'm not going to make it to 26. And then I hit 26 and I'm like, well, this is lasting a lot longer than I thought it was going to. (laughs) (laughs) So here, so um, yeah, it's just the man that the Lord blessed me with, like, I just feel so undeserving of. (laughs) And just the things that the Lord is doing in my life, it's like, I am not worthy, um, but I know that my story and the things that I've been through and the things that I've done are only going to be used for his glory. Um, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm definitely, I can't take credit for any of this. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. When you talk to people about your love for Jesus, does it yeah. flow out easily talking about Jesus, talking about what he's done no. in your life? Yeah. I mean, no one will ever be able to convince me that God's not real. Like there's nothing that anybody could ever say to like question my faith and question who he is because only divine intervention could do what has been done in my life. Like there's no person that said anything that was like, oh yeah, you know what? Something clicked and now I'm going to be sober. And you know, it, there's only God can do this. Yeah. And to see him work in my life and to see him change the way I look at people who have hurt me and give me a forgiveness and even a love for the people who have hurt me. I can't like, I I can't take credit for that. I, (laughs) I would not be able to do that without the Lord intervening. So I guess where I want to kind of land here, what would you say, to the person, particularly, I mean, this could apply to both men and women, but particularly to the woman who maybe is listening and has a story a lot Mm -hmm. like yours, has been Mm -hmm. through a lot, has seen a lot and feels like there's no way I'm too far gone, done too many bad things. Like what, what do you say to the woman who's not crossed over yet? Yeah. Um, girl, same. <laughs> I, <laughs> girl, same. <laughs> um, I just, there's freedom in trusting the Lord and there's redemption in giving yourself fully. Like I didn't ever think that I would be free from my pain. And there's still things that um, I'm having trouble getting over. Um, but once you fully surrender and fully trust that our God is a healing God and he is a God who redeems, you know, he's going to do his work in you. 
you know, when you've been through a lot of trauma and um, you've been broken, um, that you almost have like this deeper connection, right? Because like the way that the word, the the way that the Lord works in you, um, it's just you. I feel like you can see things on a deeper level, mm. and you can appreciate things more so. But <laughs> oh, it's kind of back to that being forgiven much and loving much, and. Yeah, when you've kind of like hit the bottom, like your lips on the bottom of the barrel and you you get to, when you experience that graphically, yeah, you, you taste and see that the Lord is good in a way that's different than somebody who, because their life looks pretty put together on the outside, never comes Mm -hmm. to face to face with their own brokenness and depravity. Yes. You can really see what the Lord can do in someone who's been broken. Like, how amazing is that, that there's a God that can redeem and heal and just take someone and pull them out of their own hell? Like, it's just, there's almost no words for it. He's so so amazing. Yeah. Would you mind praying, uh, just praying for the person who needs to be rescued, who's listening right now? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Father, I just, I am in awe of who you are and what you can do. And, you know, I just, I want to lift up anyone who is hurting, who is broken, who has experienced trauma, um, that you give them the strength to maybe um, speak out if they haven't told anybody. You know, they don't have to go public with it, but just tell one person um, and reach out And Lord, I want to ask that you put a hedge of protection around anyone who is currently in um, an abusive situation and you give them the strength um, to get out of that situation. Lord, I know how hard it is um, to say something about it. Um, So Lord, I just want to ask that you cover every person who's hurting and every person who's broken, Lord, um, and that you open their hearts um, to receive your love. Because as as someone who has experienced trauma, sometimes it's really hard to love ourselves. Um, And I wasn't able to love myself until I saw how much you loved me, Lord. So I ask that you um, reveal yourself um, to this person um, and just show them how much they are loved and valued by you, Lord. Um, And that you start to do a healing work in them. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus's righteous and mighty name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast and short feature. If you enjoyed today's episode, I want to ask you to do something. Would you be willing to leave a review? Your feedback really helps and it allows us to reach even more listeners. I'm your host, Allie Domersant. Together, we're sharing the moments that shape our faith in Christ.